Training camp is right around the corner, and unfortunately, that also means sometimes you get some bad news, and it looks like that has already begun. We got that and much more on today's episode of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, football fans, and welcome into another episode of Locked On NFL, the daily podcast bringing you all the biggest stories from around the National Football League, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for making us your first listen of the day every day for all you everydayers out there. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a daily episode. It's Tuesday, so you've got Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL and myself, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on... Well, I don't want to say on X because that just sounds terrible. No, no, no. On all social media platforms. It's Let's Twitter. Say it that way. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's still Twitter. You know it. <laughs> it's still Twitter. You can find us on Twitter or whatever social media platforms. We appreciate you very much for being here with us. And today's episode of Locked on NFL is brought to you by our friends over at eBay motors uh everything about building a championship team is making sure that all of the players are a perfect fit and the same goes for your vehicle as well so for the parts that fit head over to ebay motors to look for that green check so you know that it fits with your vehicle and find that guaranteed fit ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay's guaranteed fit available only to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply on today's episode of locked on nfl it's list season and now we're listing list season it's about to get wild so we got our yike and like coming up we're also going to explain to you why the nfi or non-football injury list as well as the pup or physically unable to perform list aren't worth panicking right away but first we do get a little bit of bad news that might be worth panicking for a couple of franchises the buffalo bills and the detroit lions uh dealing with the kind of Ever-present, but yet always something you want to keep at bay news of injury, even this early in training camp. Luke, this really stinks, especially in the Bills case with that with the uh, Naeem Hines news. Yeah, and we are recording this when we probably don't know about something else that will come out on Monday. This is sort of the, the day that everybody reports to camp, this like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday stretch, mm -hmm. is when you see all of this stuff come out, whoever got injured over the off season, whatever yep. injuries start happening on the first day of camp when guys aren't quite warmed up the same way yet. Um, it's just kind of that time of year, because if you get injured in you know the middle of May uh, and you don't miss any time, the team has no reason to report that, to even right. mention it, to mention it to somebody who would leak it or anything like there's no reason to ever hear about that until they get in and they can't pass a physical. So we kind of get bombarded with all of this news and we go, oh my God, why is everybody so injured? It's kind of two months worth of guys who maybe twisted their ankle working out on their own or something like mm -hmm. that. So you're going to get a lot of NFI and pup and all that stuff. With Naeem Hines, he suffers an ACL injury on a jet ski. Oh Yeah, which stinks, yeah, man. Stationary like, on a jet ski, got hit by another rider, just total bad luck. That is just awful. I mean... With how fragile NFL careers can be, how it doesn't take anything. The Vikings just signed a player who got an appendectomy in the middle of camp and got cut two days later. Oof. Like that, this is the kind of thing that can happen. Right. <laughs> it just sucks to hear that for a guy, especially a guy who plays such a punishing position, has put himself through so much already that 
I mean, that just sucks. Yeah, yeah. And and you might remember Naeem Hines, whether it be because of his time with the Indianapolis Colts, but he was also the guy that returned two kickoff returns for a touchdown or had two returns for a touchdown uh, for the Bills just this past season, which had only happened 10 times previously. And this was one of those guys that was coming in and the uh, the Buffalo Bills had also brought in Deontay Hardy, formerly of the New, formerly of the New Orleans Saints. There's maybe going to be a little bit of a battle at returner here. And now before Naeem Hines even gets the opportunity to do this, some type of weird accident like this happens. It ends up kind of clearing him right off of uh, right off the opportunity, which which stinks. Um, and then, you know, we see this all the time, too. Like you mentioned, people getting hurt away from the facility and all Ed. Maybe some people, you know, I've seen some people kind of say things like, well, he shouldn't have been on a jet ski and whatever. I mean, the guy was stationary on this jet ski. It's not like he was jumping yeah. ramps and waves and, or, or whatever stunt things you do on a jet ski. I've never been on a jet ski in my life. Can you tell? Uh, yeah, but it's not like he's doing, <laughs> do you jump you ramps? Race. Like, can you do, can you do ramps on a jet ski? I don't know. But you know, it's not like they're, do he's doing all this stuff irresponsibly. He was just sitting there and all of a sudden this thing happens. And that really stinks because that effectively ends his season because he goes to, he's going to go to injured reserve with this. And if you go to injured reserve during the opening portion of the, the off season or, or before the season begins, it's not like a miss three games and then you can come back thing. Your season's yeah. over. Your season and it's an ACL tear. His season, yeah, over. which means it was going to um, be over in the first. Which place. is like yeah. also, it's one thing to get in that that kind of thing. I mean, we've seen players get in car accidents and stuff, and it's a minor mm -hmm. thing, and then they've got a little back thing, and they're out for a month. Really, the jet ski guy hits you right in the ACL. Like that's such horrible. Yeah, it luck. stinks, man. Yeah, that's just the worst. And and we're hoping for better luck um, over in Detroit with CJ yeah. Gardner Johnson. So this was another one. This one actually happened during the during their practice uh he went down with what was an apparent i've seen it referenced as a right leg injury as well as a right knee injury in varying reports uh was carted off the field uh was you know noticeably distressed consoled by teammates all that we did get an update on this though from tom pelicero of nfl network saying that he's fine is is the the type of language that was used when tom pelicero was checking in on him so Fingers are crossed that you get better news than maybe what's expected when it comes to something like this. And this happened in New Orleans with CJ as well. I watched during practice one time where he went down with a knee injury. He was really concerned about it and everything. And then he was able to come back out onto the field and be okay. So you're kind of hoping that it's going to be the same thing for him um, in Detroit because he's had a little bit of a tumultuous offseason. This is a guy that was tied for the NFL lead in interceptions to help the defense and a team end up going to and, and, and competing in a Super Bowl. And then didn't get a deal right in free agency, had to take a one-year deal with the Detroit Lions, and then you don't want to see that come to an end this way. So hopefully, fingers crossed, you, we do get the positive news that it sounds like this is trending towards for the Lions and CJ. Yeah, it, that's always the hope, right? And w one thing that is kind of nice about um, generally camp injuries, especially ones that are not significant, you know, time, time suck injuries, is teams will tend to be a little extra cautious in mm -hmm. the off season program. Now for somebody like Gardner Johnson, who is new to the team. And so that means there's going to be installed. There's going to be catching up to do. They might right. not be as, but you know, if you, especially if it's a guy that's been on the, on the roster for five years and knows the scheme and knows everything, it's like, they don't need to really get into the install of camp. They can sit out an extra week just to be extra cautious. And so you kind right. of can sort of default yourself to, this injury is maybe just a little bit less serious than the team is actually treating it out of an abundance of caution, which I don't know. Sometimes that can be comforting. Yeah.
Yeah, sometimes that that is absolutely it. And you'll see them, you know, they've got the time. You can use, you can bring the cart out to deal with, you know, to bring somebody off and yeah. everything if there's just a concern. So that and it's just like it we is, don't know if this is if if a little bit of weight is just what it needs to really become a much worse injury. Right. Just like screw it, get the cart out there. That's what we have it for. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So hopefully that's the case with uh, CJ soon. Uh, we should be getting a, an update um, eventually on that. And of course, um, you know, if you want to keep up with that, probably the best place to do is going to be Locked on Lions with Matt Derry, uh, who's going to be able to keep you up to date mm-hmm. on all that. And if you want to hear how the Buffalo Bills are going to deal with the Naeem Hines situation, make sure you go and check out Joe Marino over at Locked on Bills as well. Coming up next, though, Luke and I are going to take you through the differences between the NFI and the pup list, why you shouldn't be super concerned if you see a player that ends up there unless it's designated as a season ending or season threatening situation. And of course, uh, timelines and what it could all mean. We have some examples for you coming up next as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on NFL, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Locked On NFL podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online. BetterHelp is therapy online made easy. Therapy is a very important thing that I think a lot of people overlook in their lives. And even if everything is going fine, it can still be a very important thing for just maintenance. It's like going to the gym, but for your mental health. Uh If you are looking to get into therapy, however, it can be very overwhelming to find the right person. Maybe you go to a therapist, you don't like them, and then that's kind of it. But BetterHelp is there to help you through that uh, process. If you talk to a therapist and you don't like them, BetterHelp can help set you up with a new one. And that's what makes that service. If you are thinking of starting therapy, why don't you go give BetterHelp a try? Let therapy be your map. With BetterHelp, visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. All right, everybody, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On NFL. And we appreciate you as always, all the everydayers out there making us your first listen of the day every day. Luke Braun, Ross Jackson here for you. Taking a look now at the NFI and PUP list. So Luke, why don't we start off by first defining sort of the difference between these two and why folks shouldn't panic around them. So NFI, non-football injury list, PUP, physically unable to perform list. What's the timeline for these, for instance, if somebody goes on uh, one of these lists during the offseason? Right. So if you are on the NFI list, that's non-football injury. That's sort of a weird name because it can be an injury that you were doing with football activities. But what that means is you got injured away from the team. You were not doing something sanctioned by the team. So if you twisted your ankle working out in your backyard doing a football drill, but that was something that the team did not ask you and actually is not allowed to ask you to do, uh, that is going to change the way that your compensation works. Mm -hmm. If you got injured, for example, on a jet ski, whether it's your fault or not, um, you might not get, let's say, have a bunch of money guaranteed for injury. There's uh, clauses like that in, for example, Aaron Rodgers' contract. If Aaron Rodgers steps on the practice field and, and twists his ankle and misses six weeks, he will still get his money because it's guaranteed for injury. His money mm-hmm. becomes guaranteed as soon as he gets injured. But if he gets injured away from the field, if he's, say, at a rally of some sort and he gets trampled, Mm-hmm. Um, then he will, you know, if, if he gets injured in the desert investigating strange yes. lights he saw in the sky, yes. um, then he will not necessarily get that money. Uh, and it's, it's different depending on like language of the contract and stuff. Mm-hmm. The PUP physically unable to perform list is what you go on when you, when you show up to training camp, everyone has to do a physical. 
which is a fairly grueling conditioning test to, mm-hmm. to test if you are in football play in shape. Most of us could not pass a physical, but none NFL of us players, could pass. <laughs> yeah, NFL players. Kinda, I don't want to assume. Maybe some. Maybe maybe James. Maybe yeah. James Rapine. Maybe James. Oh, James Rapine could pass that. a physical. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the dude's yoked. Um, but if you can't pass the physical, that that should be something taken for granted for NFL athletes. But it is like a lot. So if you yeah. show up and you're just like out of shape, you can't pass a physical. Uh, or if you show up and you're too injured to pass a physical. Um, you can say, I, I'm not going to pass this physical. You know, my knee is shredded up. I'm not going to pass the physical. You go on the physically unable to perform this. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, the way that this works mm-hmm. with both of these lists, if you are placed on it before the outset of camp, so you show up to camp the day before camp actually starts and you take your physical. If you get put on the pup because you couldn't pass that physical, you can come off it whenever you are ready to. Maybe you just came in and you, you were just a little hungover that day and you got to try the physical again tomorrow and it's not a big deal. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, but if you get put on the physically unable to perform list during camp, I believe that is the one where you have to like wait six weeks, right? Yeah, it's uh, four weeks, four weeks now. Four, if you're still oh, it's on four weeks that, now. yeah, if you're still on, and that just changed, but if you're still on that list af- as the 53 man roster is like, you know, created right. or whatever. Or if you out. go on to injured reserve, mm-hmm. where now in all of those places, the, the PUP and the NFI, I believe you still count toward the 90 man roster. Is that the way it works? Yeah. So, so they can't use your roster spot on someone else. If they want to use your roster spot, then they have to put you on, uh, injured reserve that will end your season. That's what's going to happen to Naeem Hines. He'll go on season ending injured reserve. He will be part of the injured reserve for the Buffalo bills. And now they have an open roster spot roster slot. They can use on someone, perhaps an interesting free agent running back that has a brother on the team. Uh, they could go sign whoever, right? (laughs) That's generally how that all works. But yeah, if you are on the the NFI today, you might come off the NFI by Thursday. You might also not come off the NFI. Maybe it's a Malik McDowell situation where you got really badly hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, It's sort of something where you can't really know until the team decides that it's okay for that information to be out there. And depending on what it is, they might never. There have been situations. There was one a bunch of years ago with the Vikings. They had a right guard named Mike Harris. um, He's in the coaching ranks now who Mm -hmm. had... I forget what it is, thrombolism or what he had like a thing in his leg. Oh yeah. Uh Like one of those blood clot things in his leg. He never played again. And he was just on, we just never saw him and he was on, I think NFI. And then we just never heard from him again until two years later. Well, after he had retired, what happened? So like that, we we just would never know the extent you could be back tomorrow. You could be career ending. It's nothing. Yes. There's no information and there's not really any use speculating on it. So it's best to just kind of sit, wait, we'll see what information comes out. Yeah, another couple of pieces of context for you to keep in mind too is that if a player enters the NFL, i.e., like is drafted while while injured, uh, so think Hendon Hooker for instance, you'll Correct. probably be placed on the non-football injury list. And te- and like right. Luke said, because that was not a Detroit Lions thing. Exactly, that was you right. were injured as a Tennessee Volunteer. Exactly. Yeah. So it is technically a football injury, but it's a non NFL football injury. So it counts in that, in that weird kind of term that they use. And so like a Hendon hooker in new Orleans here, we've got uh Kendra Miller uh, in town who the saints drafted, who was dealing with uh, an MCL sprain who hasn't, you know, performed at all during mini camps, OTAs, things like that. He's currently on the NFI list. 
That doesn't mean that he won't be available the first day of camp, though. It just means that he's on the NFI list while that long sort of week and a half range of just rookies being in the building is is underway. And so we'll see Wednesday if he's out on the field, then he would come off the NFI list. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind, too, is that the physically unable to perform list would also include players who were injured during, let's say, uh, OTAs or mm -hmm. mini camps and things like that, as long as they were injured during an NFL sanctioned practice or right. situation. And in the NFI list case, you can still do conditioning drills. You could still be in the classrooms. You could still be in the weight room. You could still work with trainers off to side. You just can't participate fully in practices. Basically, you can't partake in drills. You can't partake in workouts, things like that. But you can work with a trainer off to the side. So the example that I'd like to give for PUP, for instance, as I'm looking at this video of Michael Thomas in sunglasses taking pictures in his black on black jersey, everyone's very excited that it's kind of a take two situation for him right now. But last sure. year, when he was set to return, he was actually placed on the uh, physically unable to perform list on July 21st. But then come July 27th, the first day of camp, he was on the field running routes, catching passes, working out with the team and came off the physically unable to perform list. So some of it is about timing. Some of it is about precaution. And so, like Luke said, no need to really panic or over speculate over these things. It's really just say, OK, they're there for right now. We don't know how long they will be there. So let's just kind of wait and see where this goes. And then if you hear somebody that is released with a non-football injury designation, that's very different. That person is no longer on your team. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a different thing. And that has to do with, um, again, compensation. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of times, like if you go, you might have heard things like IR waived with an injury settlement or an injury designation or something like that. Essentially, uh, this is a, a, a ploy teams will do to like try to sneak an extra roster spot after cutdowns where if you have a player that's injured minorly and you probably weren't going to roster them, or maybe sometimes you, you try to do this as a sneaky way to keep them in the building, even though you don't want to roster them and you want to try to like keep them on, on in, in your building, just in case, uh, let's say they've got an injury that'll keep them out for three weeks. You put them on IR and now they have to stay out for however many weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, making IR shorter has helped curb this a little bit too. Yeah. It's only three but, games you know, now, which is great. Yeah. And so let's say it's a, it's a concussion. He'll be back next week, but you're going to put him on IR. Uh, he could say, Hey, I am perfectly healthy to play, but I am stuck on your IR. That's actually really unfair. And they can actually work out that they'll be released with an injury settlement where the team pays for those weeks of where you quote unquote would have been on IR, but that mm -hmm. player can actually go sign somewhere else if they're perfectly healthy and stuck on your IR. So that's yeah. something that teams, it's sort of a give and take a, a little bit of a cat and mouse game of, of teams trying to figure out exactly how long you're going to be out. And can I get away with putting you on IR? So I mm -hmm. don't have to use a roster spot on you. Or if you've you know, got a concussion in the last preseason game, but we want to keep you, we just have to keep you and you're just going to have to be an inactive player for week one. And that's going to chew up one of our 53. That's kind of the little nickel and dime game that teams have mm -hmm. to play. If you're interested in the complexities of that, uh, but for the most part, if you see, you know, waived injured or waived with an NFI thing, it, it changes how the players uh, gets paid what like the NFL's version of severance, basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So no need to panic just yet. If, you're, if your player on your favorite team is on NFI or PUP, uh, not a big deal at this time. It becomes a big deal later if it becomes a big deal. But until then, all you can do is kind of wait and see how it goes. But most cases, this is done for precautionary measures or because of the technicality of practices happening before many people realize that practices are happening. So that kind of ends up creating a little bit of a gap. 
All right, coming up next, Luke and I are going to take a look at our yike and our like, starting off with list on list on list. We got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on NFL, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on NFL. Thanks again to all the everydayers out there making us your first listen of the day every day. Luke, I want to get started with my like because I feel like my like is like right up our alley because I, it's just nerdy, nerdy, nerdy. Um, it's <laughs> I, just, I was going to make this my yike. I hate this kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. This is great. So this actually kind of helps us out too because we can kind of talk about this from both sides of it all. Um, I love list season. And the pinnacle of list season happens right as training camp or begins right as training camp is kicking off, which is the NFL top 100. There are a lot of people that love this list. There are a lot of people who hate this list. I love this list. And the reason why I love this list is because I love hearing players talk about other players. I don't really care about the rankings of the, you know, who's one through 100. Although there are some cool stories that come from it every now and then, like one of the guys that's here ranked between 100 to 91. Uh, but then there's also sort of these, uh, other pieces that you know I, I really get to enjoy with just watching players talk about other players. And so on uh, the NFL Top 100, they just released 91 through 100. You can find it on you know Twitter or uh, you know NFL.com and all the other stuff. But there's a couple that I want to just quickly highlight here. First of all, Devontae Smith, the wide receiver from Philadelphia, is number uh, 100. I love that Demarcus Lawrence, the defensive end, is still making this list. He's at number 99. I think he deserves it. I think he's a heck of a player. Uh, and it's, so it's just cool to see him still on there. Uh, Jamal Williams, everyone's favorite football player is at number 95. Uh, and then there's some, there's some, some, some Vikings related players here too. Dalvin cook at 91, Eric Kendricks, so, uh, you know, former, but Eric yeah. Kendricks at 93 and then Harrison Smith still at 97. So I love this, but the pinnacle of the list, Luke goes beyond just the top 100 Adam shine. Over at NFL Network, We've devolved into a new dimension. <laughs> we, it's like remember when like the millennial thing about when we were younger, and it was like if you divide divide by zero, the universe ends. <laughs> That's what this list is that Adam Shine just did. It's like Adam an Shine meme. Yes, exactly. Adam Shine just did a list ranking the nine players who over the 12 the past 12 years have ranked number one in the nfl 100 so he divided by zero he took a list in and he made a list out of it and it's absolutely fantastic it includes players like cam newton lamar jackson adrian peterson still in his seattle seahawks jersey uh you've got jj <laughs> watt aaron donald patrick mahomes of course number one here was tom brady i'm not going to run through the whole list but just so that you know that like some of the names that are here it's really cool to kind of see something like this this is the kind of stuff that i like luke this is the kind of stuff that i enjoy <laughs> i i just will never get into lists i i, I, get it. I, I, I cannot understand. i'll never make one <laughs> I, I think I've I've been covering football now for long enough where I have mm -hmm. learned that I, I will never gain anything by reading a, a, a smattering of someone else's opinions. <laughs> That's right. Like you can have whatever That's opinion fair. you want, but it's I'm never going to gain anything from thinking about if I agree with who you have third over fourth or whatever. Yeah, I actually am going to change my yike, though, because something broke okay. as we were recording this uh, Chiefs wide receiver Kadarius Tony. Who, no. This is an Adam Schefter tweet, by the way, who underwent an offseason cleanup procedure on his knee, aggravated the injury Sunday while fielding a punt and oh. was expected to miss some time during training camp, but be ready okay. for the start of the regular season. Oh, thank goodness. Um, I cannot tell you how that much I be, enjoy Kadarius Tony. His little renaissance is very fun, especially uh, it's very funny to watch Giants fans reconcile 
with the fact that you had like it was so perfect for the for Daniel Jones and the offense that they that Dable ran last year mm-hmm. with this like very you know quick passing low short passes and try to get the ball in playmakers hands and let them do stuff after like it was a very yards after the catch oriented offense and you had Kadarius Tony and it just it just didn't work out. It's there's always something to the person behind the, the player, you know, and it just didn't work out there. And the yeah. chiefs doing the same thing as a way to combat all the ways that the too high stuff that people were doing to, to combat Mahomes. Um, yep. And it, it turns into this great thing. Like the Renaissance is so cool. Hopefully that uh, is just a, a minor aggregate uh, aggravation, but yeah. it's super scary when you have surgery on, on your knee and then you tweak that knee again. Yeah. And thankfully he's got, look, he's got a year of the system underneath his belt. So kind of like we were referencing earlier, him mm-hmm. missing some practice time, him missing some training camp time might not be the same as a guy that's joining the team for the very first time and having right. his time. first camp in Kansas city. So certainly not nothing, yeah, but that's true. That is true. Uh, all right, let's get to your, why don't we do your, your like next and I'll finish with my yike. My like goes to the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Uh, for one, again, Sick throwbacks. The uh, Oilers uniforms are absolutely phenomenal. Love it. But (laughs) so they go, they signed DeAndre Hopkins, Houston Texans legend, DeAndre Hopkins (laughs) goes to a rival, right? Like that's got to hurt a little bit to watch probably your favorite player growing up. If you're like a young Texans fan, you grew up watching, watching DeAndre Hopkins be your favorite player. Uh, And now the Texans are in this strange hell where they barely exist. And now you're watching your favorite player go. They're going to come play you against you twice a year for your your bitter rival that you've been taught to hate since they moved and abandoned your city. And now two days after that, they're like, and by the way, we've got Oilers. Oh, man. And of course, the Oilers formerly of Houston. So good. I didn't think about that at all. Oh, like that's two days wild. After it too. Like it's just blow after blow being a Texans. If you're a Texans fan and you're still alive, I commend you for real. Listen hey, to CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud did sign his contract today. So that's good. CJ and Anthony Richardson has not. So that at least they have that on a division. <laughs> rival. There you go. So we'll continue to follow that for sure. Also a way better uh, alt uniform. <laughs> oh, really good. I, uh, Kyle Krabs, who does our, our locked on dolphins as well as locked on NFL scouting. He, he tweeted about them earlier and he mentioned like, imagine wearing these Oilers uniforms. And then the next week having to go back to wearing a two toned sword on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I need the Titans to wear them against the Texans. I don't think I we know that. what week they're doing, but it no, has to yet. be like, make it hurt. I, yes. that, those AFC South rivalries, those teams have been too bad for too long for them to be as like fiery as they could be. Yeah. Yeah. And now like things are kind of shaping up all over that division. I, I love it. All right. Here's my, here's my yike. My yike is let's not overreact to a single pass by a quarterback <laughs> during training camp during like the first day of training camp i saw this video that you know hit airwaves and hit you know social media and everything of aaron Rodgers underthrowing a pass that sauce gardner who is a really really good cornerback uh defensive rookie of the defensive yeah rookie of the year good the best last difficult year. to argue against him being the best corner in the league right uh breaks up the pass and there were people legitimately saying that Zach Wilson should, they should just go back to Zach Wilson now. And let's just pump the brakes on a single pass during a single practice that one person happened to catch on camera and overreacting. I know it's overreaction season, but yeah. let's overreact the right way 
every team's a Super Bowl team as long as you're not an Arizona Cardinals fan. Your favorite team is a Super Bowl team right now. Let's Ten lean wins in. And we got this. Everybody it. says it. That's it. Just <laughs> lean wins in. in a shot. That's right. Lean in on 10 wins, six seasons in a movie and a Super Bowl. Like <laughs> lean in on that. Don't lean in on the, these other narratives of like bench the best quarterback that this franchise has had in like decades or whatever. Like let's let's just let's be real. Let's be at least a little bit real here. So that's my yikes. yeah. There's two things I want to mention about this. One, mm -hmm. it, with Aaron Rodgers specifically, he famously, he talks about it all the time. He uses training camp to take risks he would never take in a real game, see what he can sure. get away with, see, kind of get of to know where his that. arm is at, especially mm -hmm. important as you start to get older and you, and you yep. maybe don't have the velocity you used to. You got to figure out. So he he will use it to sort of limit test and that will lead to more. Every year in Green Bay, you would see these headlines. Oh my God, Aaron Rodgers threw five picks today. And then you'd have to be like, yeah, no, I was like kind of going for that. Um, <laughs> I was, I was I think trying that that's to throw wise. those interceptions. I, I think that helps him. And I think it other does. quarterbacks yeah. should do that too. So if your favorite quarterback throws five interceptions in a day, that might not necessarily be bad. It's like right. when a kicker warms up aiming at the upright and everybody's like, oh my God, he half of those just went left to the upright by this much. It's like actually he was just aiming at it. Right. Um, the second thing is training camp is zero sum. And this is always it's it's every single play is a Rorschach it's test. Great if conversation. You want to be optimistic about the Jets, you could say, What a great sauce gardener interception. If you want to be pessimistic about the Jets, you can say, What a bad Aaron Rodgers throw. You can do that with literally every single play if you want. <laughs> so to actually glean important things from training camp, you have to look at the aggregate. You have to look at everything that's going on. You go, hey, this player has lost a whole bunch of reps. That's a concern or he's won a whole bunch of reps. This this fifth string wide receiver keeps winning reps against first team corners. Wait, that's kind of awesome. Wait, is he actually breaking out maybe? And he's winning against all the different corners, even guys we know are good. Like maybe he's breaking out um, the larger, like the further you zoom out, the more vague the take has to be, but the more reliable it's going to be too. Yeah. But honestly, with training camp, they they're installing man like it's yeah. it's not that easy of a time to evaluate starters it's a great time to evaluate roster bubble guys and who's going to make the team and i find a lot of intrigue in that but don't you don't 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 overreact with it you've got 15 years of aaron Rodgers play that tell you how good aaron Rodgers is you don't have to freak out over every single play in this particular jets training camp the 15 cool. years of play will tell you a lot more stick with that and yeah. don't be a prisoner of the moment. Period. Period. That's fantastic. That's a fantastic note. I I have no I have no notes. I have no notes. Fantastic. <laughs> um, coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On NFL, it is the most fearless duo of NFL conversationists available. Tony Wiggins, James Erpine last year had, I mean, last week had a phenomenal conversation about whether or not James is going to take a physical. He's, he might take a physical <laughs> on, on the show. Um, yeah. But they had a great conversation about whether or not Bill Belichick is on the hot seat. So those are the types of conversations that those guys will bring you. You get to have uh, really good, thoughtful insight on that as well, even though it's kind of you know this big question. You can go check them out. They'll be back here tomorrow. Luke and I will be back with you on Tuesday to discuss training camp. We're, we're officially here. We're officially here for training camp, which means you should also be keeping up with all your favorite local Locked On shows here on the Locked On Podcast Network as well. For Luke, I am Ross. We appreciate you very much as always making us your first listen of the day to all you everydayers out there. And of course, if you want more, you know where to find us here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.